This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. It's 2018, motherfucker. Did you make your New Year's Eve resolutions? Are you going to stick to them this time? Are you going to fuck it all up in 2018? Anything's possible, baby. Uh, Sharp Tongue Podcast. That's what you're listening to. I'm Jesse May, your host. Coming up next, me. plan that's my new year's eve resolution to stay woke (laughs) oh man i love terminology i love how vernacular changes throughout the years we got the glow up you got to stay woke i mean fuck so too many too many terms to keep up with you know i just miss totally tubular and like dope those i say dope all the time that's never gonna go out of style for me um I sound like a man because my body decided to shut down a little bit. The lack of sleep, travel, family stress caught up to me a little bit. And my body was like, went, went into slow motion. It went, and just came to a screeching halt on New Year's Day. I was in bed most of the day. Once I got back from San Diego, thank you to everybody who came out to my San Diego shows. I did New Year's Eve in San Diego at the American Comedy Company, which is a great club down in the Gas Lamp District, where all you guys in San Diego keep your homeless. So, (laughs) a lot of fucking homeless dudes. It's hard to tell who's homeless or who has a day off on the West Coast, to tell you that much. Everyone has a tan, a beard, a pit bull, and a tent. Shit's real glorious out here. But I had a great time at the American Comedy Co. Thank you for everybody who came to the shows. Shout out to my cousin, Naomi, for being my New Year's Eve date because my man couldn't make it. He couldn't make it from Kansas, that SOB. Um, <laughs> we had fun. We rang in the New Year twice. We did the West Coast. Oh, shit. Oh, speaking of my man, there he is, sending me a text. We we cosmically connected, y'all. Um, I did two toasts. I did the East Coast toast and then the West Coast toast. That was a lot of fun. And um, I'm going to be in Denver at the Denver Comedy Works for Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. I know what you're thinking. What better way to celebrate an amazing, magnificent, powerful, very influential human being like Martin Luther King Jr. than with marijuana and a white girl? (laughs) 
I'm going to be at the Denver Comedy Works the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, come see me, please. It's going to be a great time. Bring weed if you want, sure. Uh, I I think I'm bringing my girl uh, Shauna Christmas. Hopefully she can make it. We'll find out. I Sometimes I get to bring features with me on the road, which is nice because then you don't have to be alone, you know. It's the one thing, like, I was lucky in San Diego. I had a great opener. His name is Cameron. Cameron Frost, I think. And so delightful. You know, no ego. That's the one thing. There's so much fucking ego in this industry, in any industry. But, like, I feel like the comedy industry is unique because you need ego to be able to perform. But sometimes that ego is so inflated to give you even extra performance power. You know, so you you come across these egomaniacal assholes who are really just broken babies on the inside. I mean, once you cut through that bullshit, when you're dealing with anybody with an ego, <clears throat> they're just overcompensating for feeling like shit on the inside. And anyone's capable of that. But, you know, let's have some self-awareness in, in 2018. That's, that's one of my New Year's Eve resolutions, to try and be r- self-aware and aware of my habits and good and bad just to try and work on them you know because essentially it all comes down to your own responsibility and so when you get into relationships or when you're in a a work environment and you keep having issues with somebody you you gotta eventually search in the inside and be like am I doing something to contribute to my misery because that's that's the only place to start really you can't control other people I don't know why I got all like um psychoanalytical and therapeutic for you people. I don't know why I'm doing like therapist stuff here, but I'm just trying to help you out. I'm trying to help everybody out. That's another New Year's Eve resolution. (laughs) I just keep uh, giving you guys resolutions the whole show. I mean, essentially we could do that. What what is another one of my resolutions? Um, To try to not overthink stuff. I think a lot. My, My mother said I was a very analytical person even as a child I was overly analytical I don't know if that's like a a Virgo thing like it's so Virgo of me to be analytical but yeah I think a lot and I think it's another common thing with comedians we kind of overanalyze things and just think about it in every different angle to try and find the funny and shit and so that's just like an maybe I've become even more analytical because comedy is my career. I'm just overthinking shit. So I'm going to think less in 2018. <laughs> and marijuana is going to help me get there. Carlin is in the background over here. Just licking his asshole. Is that my nice rug? Carlin. Oh, God. He's eating one of those bull dick bones on one of my nice rugs. And I'm not that person that's like, oh, my God, it's Persian. It's it's Target. But still. <laughs> It's not a Persian rug. This shit is Target. I am... Let's see. Where else am I going to be? Oh, my God. My sketch fest... My sketch fest show is at the San Francisco Sketch Fest, January 26th at Cobb's Comedy Club, uh, 7.30 showtime. And I created a show called Seven Deadly Sins. And it, it features seven comedians. Each of them gets a sin on the spot that they have to improvise a comedy set to. And I thought, how much fun would that be? I've never seen a show that gets into the sins. And there's also the other side of it. Uh, there's the seven deadly sins. And then, then there's like the seven 
virtues, I think it is. Let's let's Google what they are. Oh, my sketch vest uh, ticket link came up. Yep, Seven Deadly Sins, January 26th, 7.30. We've got Janine Brito, Sean Donnelly, Chris Garcia, Janelle, ja- Janelle James, uh, Zainab Johnson, me, Brooke Van Poplin. Might have a couple special guests come as well. So that's going to be January 26th. You can get tickets on jessiemay.com. I'm so excited for that. It's the first time I've produced a show for that festival. And the reason that I produced the show, like one of the main reasons that I wanted to do the show was because I heard that John Hamm likes to go to the Sketch Fest. (laughs) Seriously, I was sitting in the green room. I mean, there's a witness who can attest to this. I was sitting in the green room at the comedy club is Punchline Comedy Club in San Francisco with Molly, who is one of the bookers and wonderful woman. <clears throat> we were just talking shit, and I was talking about a sketch fest. She's like, oh, yeah, because she knew I love John Hamm. She's like, John Hamm comes to the sketch fest all the time because I guess he wants to be funny. Who doesn't? Because being funny is fun. And I was like, what? And then I thought to myself, I got to make a show. I, mean, I got to make a show and meet the bulge. Even though I've got a man now, I mean, I still can just say hello you know what I'm saying? Maybe John Hamm can be my uh, my hall pass, my celebrity hall pass. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my wake and bake mug right now. I've got this lovely wake and bake mug that my assistant got me that I've spoken about before. It's all black, just like my soul. And you can smoke weed out of it. There's like a bowl part. There's a carb hole. And you can you pull from the handle. So I'm literally just drinking green tea. And then I can just light my mug and just puff, puff, wake and bake. Happy Weeds Day, by the way. Uh, We're a day late on this podcast. And uh, you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Better late than never. Seven deadly sins. You ready? Gluttony. Lust. Greed. Pride. uh, Wrath. Vain. And sloth. I mean, what the fuck is sloth? Is that even like, I mean, that's a creature. It's the cutest creature ever. Sloth is uh, the most difficult sin to define. Yeah, that's that's the definition. <laughs> I'm reading the definitions, and it says sloth is one of the seven capital sins. It's the most difficult sin to define. No shit. I'm like, what the hell is that? And to credit as sin, since it refers to a peculiar jumble of notions dating from an- antiquity and including mental, spiritual, pathological, and psychological physical states what that doesn't help at all the desire for ease so it's literally being like a so it's a slob it's like somebody being like a lazy slobby bastard they should just call it slobby bastard because sloth is like kind of rude to sloths because sloths never hurt anybody and they're really cute even though they need a manicure like yesterday they're still really really amazing they're beautiful creatures and they take time you know they take their time (laughs) Okay, let's look at the seven virtues, I believe we're calling these. Seven virtues. Okay, seven virtues and seven deadly sins. This is so exciting. Okay, let's see what the seven deadly virtues are they. I mean, I thought that was supposed to be the opposite. Okay, where are they? Prudence, justice. I know this isn't a really good list. Oh, here we go. Chastity, purity, and abstinence. Boring. Boring. Temperance, humanity, equanimity, 
also the name of uh, Dave Chappelle's new special. Charity, which is, you know, being charitable and sacrificing for others. Diligence, which is just, you know, uh, the opposite of sloth, I would assume. I wonder if they have like a... They must have a comparison. Here we go. Let me look and see here. So chastity is the opposite of lust. Temperance is the opposite of gluttony, I guess. Charity is the opposite of greed, obviously. Diligence is the opposite of sloth. Sloth. Patience in wrath. Kindness in envy. And uh, humanity and then pride. Very interesting. See, I didn't, I kind of knew there was the opposite, but I didn't really know. I, um, I was like, the seven deadly sins is there an opposite of it. And then actually my man told me that because he's smart. And uh, the seven virtues. So I don't know if you guys knew that. Chastity, temperance, charity. This sounds like a list of strippers. I mean, are we listing the seven virtues? Or are we listing the next seven girls that are at Looker's Titty Bar in Syracuse, New York? Chastity, temperance, charity, coming to the stage, diligence. <laughs> you got to make yourself laugh, people. Holy shit. So I'm excited about that show. I wonder if John Hamm will show up. You guys got to put that out into the universe to John Hamm's stratosphere to tell him to go see the seven deadly sins. Uh, with me on the 26th and then he can meet my boyfriend (laughs) and we can all call each other (laughs) oh man I'm also going to be doing a little mini tour through Michigan February 1st 2nd and 3rd the first I'll be at the loft in Lansing Michigan the second I'll be at the wealthy in Grand Rapids which is such a cool city and the third I'll be at the Crowfoot in Detroit Michigan uh, I'm going to try and do a couple more dates after that, uh, after and before that. I'm going to try and tag on a couple dates around Michigan, the 29th, 30th, 31st, 4th, 5th, and 6th, just around that area. It's just so I can stay on the road a little bit longer. Maybe bring my dogs, maybe treat it like a little mini tour. So if you're around those areas and you want me to be in your town, just send me a message, Comedy at gmail, and I'll see about trying to perform in your living room (laughs) i should just do like a fan living room tour kind of like what maria bamford did for that comedy special well she did where she did a comedy special and it was just her parents like in a living room that was her special i should do like a tour and i just perform at your guys's houses and uh and then you feed me and i'll be on my way basically what i do when i go home and visit my family (laughs) that would be a lot of fun i hope you guys wouldn't mind three dogs just chilling with you I I just realized that I didn't even really get drunk on New Year's Eve. I didn't do that whole, like, maybe because I, I was, you know, my, my cousin went home and then I was alone. I'm not going to walk around San Diego and just drink by myself. I could have gone to a couple parties, but uh, I just chose to be an adult. Is that another resolution? 2018, be a fucking adult. I know the one thing that I don't want to do that I haven't done, and I, I hope that other people can get over is blaming other people for your shit. And I was kind of saying that before, but like we got to, you got to grow at some point you have to decide to grow up. Like if, if you, if you keep acting a certain way and then you're just blaming everybody else, you're just, you're wasting everybody's time, man. 
Like, I know not everybody wants to go to a, a therapist. It, it, it costs money. It takes time. It's embarrassing. Blah, 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 blah. Every fucking excuse you can think of. But just ask yourself, what can I do different to get a different result? Like, if you wake up in the morning and you're miserable and expect to, to not have a miserable day, you're out of your mind. You got to wake up and you got to shake that misery out of your brain. You know what I actually, one of my friends told me to start doing and I've done it sporadically my whole life is to write in a journal. And I know that sounds so like feminine just to write in a journal. I'm in a journal. I have to write about my feelings. But it's actually very helpful when you wake up in the morning and you just, without any filter, any editing, any self-editing, you write exactly what you're thinking. Because a lot of times you're coming off a dream and sometimes your brain works out problems that you didn't work out during the day. I, I wonder if the brain does it as like torture. It's like, oh, you're just going to shove all this shit on me during the day, not deal with it. Well, here's 19 nightmares about your ex trying to murder you. So <laughs> those are my nightmares. Your brain is like giving you payback with nightmares by not dealing with your shit. But when you wake up in the morning, <clears throat> keep a journal by your bed with a pen. That's what I've been doing. And write every morning. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It, it, you don't have to limit yourself. You don't have to do anything. The one thing, the one rule that I'm going to give you is to just write without editing yourself. Because what you find is you're just, you just are honest. We even lie to ourselves about our own fucking issues. You're more honest if you just go stream of conscious and you don't, you know, hide it so nobody can find it because there could be some incriminating shit in there. <laughs> but I've been doing it and it's very, it's very telling of your brain. You know, being honest with yourself is the most important thing, I think, because we can lie to ourselves so often. And then you're just lying to everybody else around you. I, I've always kind of been the person that risks um, not hurting somebody, but risks awkwardness and uh, having to have somewhat of a confrontation for the sake of truth because the alternative sucks and the alternative causes cancer. This is what happens when I smoke a joint and drink a green tea out of my wake and bake mug. <laughs> you know, I'm in this, in this mind state that knowledge is power, right? That's what we say. We've said that as a society. Maybe that's like a 1980s campaign that I'm just trying to give a little reboot to, but if knowledge is power and as you get older, you garner and gain more wisdom, which is a little bit more, is a little bit more different than knowledge because you can gain knowledge from reading a book. You can't gain wisdom, but knowledge and wisdom live in the same house. We can fucking agree with that. So if we, if I gain and garner this wisdom, what's the point of it? If I can't share it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, that's one of the reasons why, uh, not why, but one of the effects of, of, of my stand-up is because I've experienced all this, I'm sharing what I've learned. And, and then other people can learn from the jokes. That's essentially kind of the, not the point, but what the result of my stand-up has become because a lot of people send me messages and they come up to me after the show and they're like, I learned so much, especially dudes. They're like, I learned so much about the female anatomy. <laughs> And women come up and they're like, oh, my God, I learned so much about myself. So that's kind of, that feels kind of good that it's not just, you know, my jokes and, and comedy aren't just an arbitrary 
thing that's uh, happening and then it just dissolves into the stratosphere. No, it's just like it kind of, uh, there's a residual effect. So that feels pretty good. I like sharing knowledge. So that's why I'm telling you guys to journal and to not be dicks in 2018. (laughs) Don't be a dick, man. And believe me, you know, I've been told I'm such a happy person. I've been told I'm, I'm a positive person. My whole life I've been told I'm a positive person. And it's, it's not that it doesn't take energy or it doesn't take effort. Believe me, it takes effort to try and lead with a positive mind because the mind has dualities and polarities, just like life and existence, you know, with a positive mentality can comes a negative mentality and for me I choose to to harness my negative mentality behind closed doors behind closed doors and to sort of process it and process it through my comedy I think having an outlet is vital for negativity because essentially it's all energy you know, your, your negative thought is energy. It, it's, uh, it's unused potential. It's a skill that's waiting to be learned. It's all these things, you know, neg- negativity is, it can be useful if you learn how to harness it. But that's not to say that I don't wake up and there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a second where you have a decision, I think is my point. When it comes to being positive or negative as a person, you have a you have a decision to make. Because in a moment, say you're at the grocery store, right, and you're shopping, and it's one of those days where you stubbed your toe on the way out, you you dinged your car, turn in the corner, uh, you um, somebody swore at you because you almost hit them, like all these things. As I sound like I'm a I'm I, I'm confessing running somebody over today, <laughs> but all these things sort of go wrong. And it builds up and it builds up and you just want to like fucking scream at the old lady in the grocery store who's taking forever, get in the plastic bag, like hurry up lady, get the grapefruit. You need the grapefruit, it's good for you. Get the fuck it, but hurry up and stick it in the damn bag. Like you just want to scream at somebody because all this shit has accumulated already and it's been one of those days. How many times have you said that? Oh, it's one of those days. Man, every day can be one of those days with that mentality. Every day can be a shitty day. And it's almost so much easier to be shitty because it doesn't require a lot of energy, yet it makes you exhausted because of what it does to your body. So what I'm saying is in that, in that instant where you're like at the grocery store or the bank or work or, or just anywhere where you're about to lose your shit on the person on the other end, standing next to you, on the other end of the phone, on the other side of the counter, just take a breath. Just take a breath and go, is this going to make anything better? Is my reaction that I'm about to expel going to make the situation better? And am I coming from a place of love or fear? Am I coming from a place of happiness or anger? Because essentially the responsibility is all on you. And your reaction is your responsibility. So just in that moment where you feel like you're going to lose your shit, just try and, like, take a breath. And I experienced that. Like, I battle with that. I'm a Sicilian. And I know that's, like, some sort of, like, bullshit excuse. But my, my dad's side were very hot-headed. Like, you know, we are olive-skinned, dark-haired, hot-headed, pasta-eating Sicilian. <laughs> Like to the bone. 
So sometimes it's it's hard to like control your anger and to, you know, not lose your shit. But here's an example. On my patio outside of my apartment, I have a dog bed, you know, for my dogs because they're spoiled rotten bastards and I don't want them to sleep on concrete. And I have an apartment that is above me. And in my dog bed was cigarette ashes. Cigarette motherfucking ashes. This motherfucker in the... Now, in 2018, my other resolution is to... Stop swearing so much. But this motherfucker in the apartment above me was smoking his cigarettes and ashing them off of his patio into my patio. There were even cigarette butts in my fucking dog bed. I mean, he could have set Chaplin on fire. (laughs) Can you imagine seeing a little chihuahua run down the hall, caught on fire? be like this weed is too lit (laughs) but I had had at the the time that I found the dog bed and the ashes and the cigarette butts I had had one of those days just one of those days where it's like let one more motherfucker test me let one more motherfucker test me no usually I just it dissipates I can dissipate it you know I'm not an angry person I'm just saying I have the capability of losing my cool. But I'm definitely not an angry person. But everybody has the capability of being pushed over the edge. But that's just a saying we say to lack having accountability. You don't get pushed over the edge. You allow yourself to be pushed. And that's the point I'm fucking making. You allow, you allow situations and people to have... Dic- to, to, you allow you know, external people and things to dictate your reaction. And that's just weakness. In my mind, you know, as a society, we think vulnerability is weakness. No, I think having somebody make you react in an angry fashion or have you lose your cool, that's weakness. You don't have control over your emotions in that sense. So I got the dog bed and I was like, this motherfucker, I got so mad. And a lot of you are probably like, yeah, that's merited. I'd be mad too if my chihuahua was almost set on fire. But anger doesn't really solve a lot. You know, and so I grabbed the dog bed and I was like, this motherfucker. And I'm just pacing back and forth in my living room. I'm like, how am I going to respond to this? I didn't have any shoes on. I gave myself like three seconds to go, how am I going to respond to this? And then I just walked out. I, I, I stomped through the hallway, went upstairs, pounded on his door, and he answered. And he was like, yes. And I opened up the dog bed. I'm like, what's this? Like an asshole, you know, because you want them to say what they did. I don't want to have to say this. I want you to tell me what you did. (laughs) You did this to us. I was like, what's this? He was like, a dog bed. And I was like, yeah, what's in the dog bed, motherfucker? He's got an accent. I'm not trying to be racist. I don't know where he was from, but he had an accent. And for the sake of you guys being able to differentiate between me and the guy, I'm going to make him have the accent. I was like, what's in the bed? He's like, I don't know. It looks dirty. And I was like, yeah, it's dirty, motherfucker. It's dirty with cancer dust. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, you put your ashes in my dog bed. And he goes, no, 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 I don't do this. This is not how I do. I don't uh, smoke. It's not me. I don't smoke. I'm like, well, I don't live in your apartment, so I can't be in here yelling at who's smoking, who's not smoking. I don't know who's smoking. All I see is the smoke and the cigarette butts on my dog bed. And he goes, 
He goes, wait, wait, let me show you, let me show you. And he goes into the, his, his apartment, grabs his ashtray, and shows it to me. He goes, yeah, I put, we put here. And I was like, motherfucker, my dog bed looks like an ashtray, so you also put here as well. Like, what are we doing here? And he goes, no, not me. And see, that's what, that's what pissed me off when he tried to play dumb with me. There's no one else above him. He's the top floor. And he's trying to tell me that the ashes, what, what did, did uh, is it the ashes of my dead squirrel that I just found? <laughs> is it the ashes of Skilo? No, I don't think so. It's the ashes from your cancer stick. And you need to be a little bit more careful. And he goes, well, no, no. I was like, let's not do this, motherfucker. I did say motherfucker. Actually, I didn't say motherfucker. I just said fuck. I was like, let's not do this. Because if we continue this, if I see more ashes, then we're going to have a fucking problem. And that's a good thing to say because you can just say, you don't have to commit to whatever the problem's going to be. You can just say, we're going to have a fucking problem. And the problem can be whatever. You don't have to say, like, I'm going to shit on your doorstep. I'm going to set your car on fire. You don't have to say exactly what it is. You can just say, like, a vague, we're going to have a problem, and you hope that scares them enough. (laughs) And he goes, okay, okay, I don't, we won't do no more. We won't smoke. I'll tell everybody. Yeah, tell everybody to quit fucking smoking, Okay. Because you're going to set my, my dogs on fire, my apartment on fire, and I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> all barefoot. I did all this shit barefoot. And I don't even know what my face looked like. I probably looked crazy because usually my hair, if I'm not working, it's up in a crazy bun. And then I let it down and I just look like the Hellraiser on meth. So this poor dude had to dare, deal with me barefoot and at the end of my rope when it came to having patience. I just don't be dumb. Don't don't play dumb. That's the other thing. People, th- there's no accountability. Everyone's afraid to just own up to their shit. Own up to your shit. Own up to it. Okay? Life is too short to be an asshole. <laughs> Life is too short to be an asshole and to not bleach your asshole. So in 2018, I'm going to ask you ladies and men, if you're feeling, you know, particularly flirtatious in your... Um, butt region. Let's bleach our butts. Let's just see what happens. Let's be committed to bleaching our butts and really going into the new year with a shiny ass sphincter. I think we owe it to ourselves and our loved ones. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys come see me in Denver, the Comedy Works, the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, I'm going to give away a few tickets, jessiemaypalusocomedy at gmail.com. Maybe we can blaze after the show. We can celebrate the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Also, I'm going to be at the Cobbs Comedy Club January 26th for my Seven Deadly Sins show. And I'm going to be doing a mini tour through Michigan. The Loft in Lansing, Michigan, February 1st. The Wealthy in Grand Rapids, February 2nd. And Crowfoot in Detroit, Michigan, February 3rd. If you guys want to win tickets, Jesse May Peluso, comedy at gmail.com. And I hope you guys stick to your New Year's Eve resolutions. Start journaling. And stop being an asshole. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.